Ready? Welcome to Rhythm and Pixels Video Game Music Podcast, episode 18-7, and we're your hosts. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm exhausted. That How is, are you? I'm I'm okay. That is good. I'm usually exhausted by this time. Give me about 30 minutes. <laughs> okay. I don't know why. Clock's ticking. Well, you're drinking coffee. That is true, which means I'll be taking a, a particular break soon because <laughs> coffee makes me jump a lot. But I'm all I'm doing okay overall. Just like I said, I'm a little tired. Did my I have gotten to this habit where I started like I said, as you probably know if you're listening, I do the I try to work out a bit now. Am I seeing results? <clears throat> Not a chance. But I keep going. You should. And what ends up happening is like I always end up going to like Monday or Tuesday. And then I tell myself I'm gonna go on Wednesday. And then something always happens resulting in me not going on Wednesday. Then I have a guilt trip about missing too much time, and I go on Thursday right before each recording, and it's yeah. become a bad habit. Yeah, actually, the last four <clears throat> Thursdays, you've come right after working out. Yeah, it's yeah. so weird. So I end up showing up, and I can either come in with that second wind energy streak, or I can show up and look Well, next next week, then, you be, it's going to be like a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Are you still going to do it? It might end up just <laughs> happening that way. That's the funniest part. That's okay. Yeah, I played a whole lot of uh, DDR um, when I got home from work, but I only played like an hour. So, but I'm I'm still trying to get through these. Um, it's it's called the Stamina RPG, and you earn experience points based on the passes mm-hmm. because they're really difficult. And the charts range from a level 11 mm-hmm. to a level 26. Yeesh! I can barely pass a 13. <laughs> and knowing what I know, you can play. That's ridiculous. Yeah, getting to a 13 is really good for me. So. So I thought I would just compete um, just to, to do better, to focus on one thing and try to get better at they it. They should just make people play yeah. lower tier steps, but make them wear weights. Make them wear weights while you do it. I think people have done that. I don't I don't know if there's a lot of benefit to that. I feel like... There's not a lot of benefit to doing a 26 either, <laughs> but people are doing it. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like that to get better at the game, it's not exactly, you know, strengthening your legs to move fast. It's all about training your body not to move a whole lot. Which only only move in the direct only move as far as it has to, and that almost throws me off. So yeah. like when I play those games, like you're all over. Oh, I have to be like <laughs> you are doing the shuffle, you're doing the two step. Oh yeah, and I admit, I admit, I I don't I feel as though I read the title of the game when it first came out and assumed it implied you're going you should be dancing while you play and moving your body and yeah. feeling the heat. Yeah, and then somewhere in time <laughs> that became. Just stop maniacally mm-hmm. and get a score. There is, yeah, so right when it was the, I guess it was right after DDR fourth mix, fifth mix. So in fourth mix, up to fourth mix, the game was only 30 frames per second. Mm-hmm. So the, the the timing that you had from the pad to the game to the monitor was mm-hmm. very, very loose. And so getting a good score in that game was like, yeah, you could, you couldn't. Like it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Fifth mix came around and started that's when I standardized 60 frames per second. Oh. Um, and then by the time they rolled out DDR Extreme, which was the eighth eighth mix, okay. um, yeah, it was like the game became about scoring and about precision. And even with that one, though, I feel like there were a number of songs where moving to the beat and getting like moves in was still oh. totally doable. Yep. And admittedly, though, they, were, they threw some hard songs in there, but 
I feel like there weren't a ton. Like you had the, the two Maxes mm. and like maybe two Paranoias in particular yep. that were tough. Yep, there was and, like the, the Boss <clears throat> songs, which they were just they just called tens. Yeah, like everything was like if it's a hard, it's a ten. If but it's like hard, Bag, I think was considered one of the Boss songs. Yeah, and Bag just, is totally an Irish jig. It is just just with the steps slowed down, even though it's the same tempo as everything else. Yeah, um, and like to me, I was like, okay, I like this. I'm like, did it, do? I got I got the whole like movement thing going. I was mm-hmm. having a ball with it, but. And then after that, it was like all the boss songs became. Mm-hmm. There became it became more about songs that are on par with the boss songs. And yeah, and like, then well. yeah, and then ITG came around, and in the groove was all about just you know making it a little bit harder. And then the the what took over was um, a user, you know, the, the community generated steps and, and songs. And mm-hmm. so whatever was most played in the arcade was whatever was the hardest thing someone came up with. And that's all. That's all it was. So stuff that we that I couldn't pass like seven or eight years ago, the stuff I can do now. And stuff I couldn't pass seven or eight years ago, <laughs> I still can't pass, and I can't do some stuff. But I had to levels it, below man. that. I had to work at it because the, the machines are so far away now that, like, like now that I have my own, it's it's just I can play three or four times a week and like get better at it. Or before it was like I have to drive two hours, maybe play for a couple hours, and then come home and then think about it for the next week. I tell you, oh, it's so rough. And and I, I feel like after this, we probably should get into some stuff. But no, no, like one more thing about DDR. One thought I had is that it bugs me. That to this day, still, Jim's mm-hmm. haven't adopted this technology in any way for their right. cardio programs. Right. Like, I thought about, I already mentioned the bike game before, but there's also even like <clears throat> the idea of like having a treadmill where you can walk and then jog on it, but then have it be like a sort of wide treadmill somewhere to how Dance Rush Stardom's treadmill um, four pad is. Right. So that yeah. you should be able to like dodge left to right if stuff's <laughs> coming at you. And be like, okay, dodge this, dodge that. Yeah, Dance Rush Stardom, which is, I don't know how it even works, but it feels like it's, it's fantastic. It's just like a big touch pad on the floor, mm-hmm. and it measures like how if you're ducking or if you're standing or if you're moving around. There's a camera that catches how if you go below a certain threshold. Right, and so or, you really got to move on that thing. So that would be great. I'm wondering if, like, one, they're expensive, So and gyms aren't charging per game. And then also... Like it would be really noisy, and people probably don't want to hear that. They want to hear like Black Eyed Peas again. Oh God, Justin yeah. Justin Bieber's music is terrible. Yeah, I actually dumb. asked the guy at the gym a couple of days ago, like, "Oh man, is this your mix?" He's like, uh, "No." <laughs> like he outright took almost offense to the fact that I implied that he chose the music that was playing on the speakers. <laughs> like, hey, how are no, I figured this was your kind of jam. I tell you, if I hear um, if I hear uh, Fireflies. At the gym, I just walk out now. I'm like, no, no. I'm telling them they got no, some, some VGM stuff on there, which is partly one of the topics we're going to do in a future episode. Oh, but yeah, the workout music. I um, did tell the guy today, he was like, I, he's like I've been playing Persona 5. He brought up because I was like, I got to go to record our video game oh, podcast. I, I at the gym, yeah. Yeah, and he was like, oh, what kind of VGM? I'm like, everything. And he goes, I'm playing Persona 5. I'm like, that's got a great OST. And then we started talking game music. I'm mm-hmm. like, go back and play Persona 1 and 2, though. And he was like, really? I was like, yeah. I was like, I've been playing this since 1996. I'm old. <laughs> and he started laughing. But, so uh, was this a trainer there? Yeah. Oh, cool. So it was a pretty oh, funny thing. And I was like, yeah, we do VGM podcasts. We talk about music on the show. And Persona 5 is a great game. And he, if I weren't for the fact that I was running behind, I would have kept nerding out with him. But I was like, no, I got to leave. I got to oh, go now. That's cool. A little crossover there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, so I feel like I've, I've been reminiscing because this episode has is a lot of nostalgia for me. Oh, which is, yeah. Which is a weird nostalgia. This episode, as you can see in the title, is ringtones. And you came up with this. Yes. 
Now, the idea behind ringtones is exactly as it sounds. When smartphone technology became a thing, and we all learned as youthful folks, or sometimes not so youthful folk, that our ringtones could obnoxiously annoy everyone around mm-hmm. us without our decision make, because it would just <laughs> the phone would ring when someone called you. The very first thing a lot of us did was said, we got to get some freaking BGM on this thing. Absolutely. I, but once it, I learned my little Nokia can get some music, actual like te- like tunes that I programmed on there, mm-hmm. I was like, all right, let's get this on there. Because if someone calls me and I'm in a crowd, I want everyone to know that I like video games. Yes. Yes. And here's the, the amazing part about it was that, uh, you know, it was a. It wasn't so simple as just I'm going to pick a track. Yep. It was a very meticulous process of which to choose your VGM track because it was an extension of your personality when your phone <laughs> rang. So now, of course, for this episode, we're not going to go to the staples. We're talking no Super Mario Brothers World One Dash One. We're talking no Legend of Zelda World Map, and we're talking no Sonic the Hedgehog Green Hill Zone. We're going specifically. God. Unexpected. Pernell. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> Dale, you talk. Are you serious? Yeah, because I was thinking like, oh, I want something recognizable. So my <laughs> all my tunes are super recognizable. That is unexpected and hysterical. Yeah. And I can appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. No Mario 1-1. <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay. I could do that, but I didn't do that. Okay. You didn't do that. I didn't do that. No. Uh, we'll get to it. We'll right. get to it. So... Are, they, are your tracks songs that you've had on your phone like in the past? Most of them, but cool. I don't think I've actually had enough to be an entire episode because I kept my tracks for a very long time. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to go through like like my, my, my history with these phones. So anyway, it's, it's going to be a weird nostalgia trip for me. So let's start with your... This is odd numbered, so let's start with your first track. Because I'm odd, baby. Yeah, you like because you like that. All right, well, for the very first track, let's go with the very first tune I chose for my first cell phone that can handle this technology. It is Mario 1 1. You're out of your gourd. <laughs> By Kooji Kooji. <laughs> nope. You'd be Kooji Kooji. It is from the game Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney, and the title is Congratulations, Everybody. Composed by Masakazu Sugimori and arranged by Akemi Kimura. Congratulations, everybody, from the game Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney on the Nintendo DS, composed by Masakazu Sugimori and arranged by Akimi Kimura. So, Rob immediately recognized this track oh, yeah, when it started, which tells you just how... You had this one for a long time. Yeah. I remember like I remember the first time it came up on your phone, 
like you got a call. I was like, don't answer it. <laughs> this is really good. <laughs> my jail. I remember that. And I kept this ringtone for many years. Like this was synonymous with Purnell being mm. in the area. If you heard yeah. this tone, Purnell's nearby. Um, <laughs> a wild Purnell is nearby. <laughs> exactly. This was my battle jam. Um, so what the heck is this track from the game? And mm. why did it click with me so much? So as listeners probably know, I am a huge fan of the Ace Attorney series of games. Mm. And Phoenix Wright, like for most people, was my very first Ace Attorney game. The very first Ace Attorney game. Um, so playing this game, I was not really much for adventure titles, so I was still trying to get my head around whether I should be enjoying it or not. Oh, that's right, because th- this was really a time when like visual novels and adventure games were still... Or this like Phoenix Wright kind of opened the door on the, on the DS it for, did. Some, for these types of games. And after this, I think the next one ended up being like Hotel Dusk, which was like a random, uh, unexpected yeah. title too. And I'm not saying it was the first that was came out in America, but I feel I feel like this is the one that got it, people's attention. Yeah, it bolsters yeah. them because prior to this, all the visual games were primarily PC titles. So, like adventure games and all that stuff, PC games, consoles, not so much. And then this game shows up and it was like, well, this isn't what you're used to playing. Mm-hmm. Give it a shot, though. And of course I did because Capcom's name was on it. And I like the idea of being a super attorney. Yes. Um, Absolutely. But then like on the very first real case, because there's like there's multiple cases in the game. I think the first one was like a tutorial. But then mm-hmm. the first real case involves the I mean, murder of your mentor. Right. And... The I mean, very I mean, the, the first case is still like a murder trial, isn't it? Yeah, but it's a That's, tutorial case. It's, <laughs> it's a it's, tutorial. It's a person saying, "Here's how you rebuttal. Here's how you do a rebuttal in a trial. All right, so here's how just, you present we're evidence. We're just going to get you started. Just to learn the ropes. Being a lawyer. Okay, that guy's dead. Um, he murdered somebody, and you got to represent this guy now. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't, don't worry. Know. Don't worry. Uh, we'll take. We'll it'll we'll ease you into it. There's only a guy's life on the line here, <laughs> but you'll be fine. Yeah. But like in the case of this. After your mentor gets killed, you're trying to figure out who the murderer is, and her sit the men your mentor's sister is being framed for the crime. Mm. And the very first witness that you get when you're like, okay, I'm gonna go hard on this person. I'm gonna get all the info I need. Yeah. It's this really adorable yeah. woman named <laughs> April May. Yes. Which I got a double laugh from because it was also a character on Saved by the Bell years ago as a joke named April May June. But um I digress. Okay. Um so they, this they, that's where they got it. That's where they got it. It probably it, is. Maybe, maybe. It would surprise I mean, me. Because there's a translation. I, I wager her name wasn't April May in the Japanese Right, because he's not Phoenix Wright in Japan. He's got some other crazy name, right? It's like Noriyuki or something like that. But I can't remember. Someone's going to correct me, I'm sure. But um, basically... <laughs> they just call him Ultraman. I wish. <laughs> he's just Ultraman. But basically, this character is like this adorable woman who's the secretary for a company, and you're like, okay, crap, now i got to try to inter- interrogate this person to get information, right. but you're constantly tripping up over your words, mm. and this track is constantly playing throughout it, and I was just so in Wait, love with the track. So when you're interrogating her, it's playing this music? Yes. It's, I thought this was like ending music, like ending theme. Just, it became a track that would sometimes play for like events, mm. but for the most part... At the time, I only knew it as being April May's theme. So oh, okay. on my cell phone, the track title was April May. Oh. Okay. Not realizing that it was actually a recurring theme throughout the series mm. until much later. But yes, this track, I adore this thing so very much. I still would listen to this as a cell phone ringtone. Yeah, oh yeah. No, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have this happen like this this happened to me throughout the whole episode. But when I when you hear these songs, do you immediately get like a feeling that someone is actually calling you? A little, a little, but right now I guess it almost doesn't because I know specifically what my ringtone is, and okay. it's actually going to come up on the episode. So that one would probably these, do it. Had these for so long. So this, 
This first one I've had, I had for a very, very long time. This was on my very first Nokia cell phone, the little, the little blue brick. Oh, and, uh, like my very first Nokia cell phone. So getting tones on this thing was a, was a mess. If I'm going to wager, this was probably before it was actually it was easier to do. Yeah, it was an actual tone. Like it wasn't like it had a sound chip in in the uh, in the phone. It wasn't like playing back MP3s. Oh, so I had to go find the MIDI sheet music, cut it down to a specific length that could loop, translate that into whatever code that the phone could take, and then I would SMS message it that code to oh the yeah phone. that's right that and was the, what we had to do yeah and then the nokias would take it and read it and be like oh that's music and then you could store that as a tone it was this crazy system to get this thing to work and it was the only way i could get it to work and i finally because everyone had the same everyone had a nokia mm-hmm. everyone had the exact same ring tone and so i'm like i'm gonna be different and the thing about it, now you got me thinking like i know what my first two phones were mm-hmm. but then the question becomes when did you start it was either it was Gee, either the we, palm- always, we always remember our first. <laughs> oh Jesus <laughs> crap! Um, it was either on the Palm Pre, or it was on the phone I had before that, which was a flip phone. Who's actually I don't remember what that model mm-hmm. is. It was, but it was a flip phone, mm-hmm. and I, in fact, that did have this track on it, and I had to do it by that manner. I had to message it to myself, yeah. and the phone was able to store it. Yeah, there were there were some websites that like, helped you like put it all together, but but so this was this was my first. I mean, my first one was was Mario One One. But then I quickly changed it to this because <laughs> I was playing around. You had them both. I had oh, of course I had them both. I had a bunch, but this is the one I stuck with for a long, long, long time. So I'm going to guess this and was going to either be Christy will tell you because we were dating when I still had this phone. I'm going to guess this is either going to be the Zelda or the Zonic track. No, this is Final Fantasy One. Really? For the NES Victory Fanfare. Okay. So and we're going to hear that on our show where we play the most obscure tunes. <laughs> Composed by Nobuo Uematsu on the Nintendo Entertainment System. All right, this is the Victory Fanfare from Final Fantasy for the Nintendo Entertainment System, composed by Nobuo Uematsu. And oh yeah, you know I had this thing on my phone for a very long time. So just imagine like, I remember in the, in the movie theater forgetting to, to silence my phone. And all of a sudden, like it would just start buzzing. You go, do 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 And everyone's like, what? I almost wish someone was going, yay! Because to me, <laughs> the Final Fantasy Victory, and for the record, I appreciate that yours was the very first one, not one of the later versions that they did. Because yeah. even though they were all fairly good, yeah, I still I think, think this was the most memorable and iconic. For yeah, this this one and seven, like Final Fantasy seven. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I really like Final Fantasy seven. I always always thought that sounded really futuristic. But yeah, this is um like I think I said even Christy will remember that like this was always play when I got a call, and um it's just a weird feeling. Did you ever like? I'm honestly curious about this because I know how I am when it comes to fanfare. Did you ever get a call and start doing like a random victory pose? Or like I would get the call, but it would be really bad news. Oh, your dog is dead. No! <laughs> Why? <laughs> this is not what a victory is supposed to sound like. <laughs> the test results are back. <laughs> but like, yeah, honestly, I am a sucker for victory fanfare tracks, and I am a sucker for having like my, my own little like dance or animation for myself. Like, I just won. 
Oh yeah, like I mean, especially with like the classic NES and the Super Nintendo one, where like they all they do is like they would raise their hand and maybe spin around, but spin around was just flipping the sprite left and right, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so this is this is it. So getting getting this music on the Nokia, horrible pain in the butt. So what's your next one? Funny enough, this next one is, I think it's my current ringtone. Okay. Well, maybe not current, current because I just recently when I got this phone, I didn't update I like, it. I like it when your ringtones are shoegaze music, and it's like you get, like it, get, it rings, but it's just going. <laughs> Where are we? What's going on? <laughs> it's just like this long droning guitar. I'm like, is an alien coming up? Oh, landing? Pern- Pernell's nearby. <laughs> All right. So my me my second most iconic in current ringtone. Mm. is I almost want to play three of these, but I'm just going to play the one I'm actually using. Okay. It's called Rage, and it's from the game Double Dragon Neon. And the composer of this track is Vert, or rather, Jake Vert Kaufman. Welcome back. You're listening to Rage from the game Double Dragon Neon, composed by Jake Burt Kaufman. This is a jam. This is like the start of like a really good Smashing Pumpkin song. Yes. I'm into that. And it's, I'm glad you say that, even though I think Smashing Pumpkin, they were 90s, yes? Yeah, 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 90s, early 2000s. Okay. Actually, I think it still fits the theme of the game. So, little context on this track before I talk about just general stuff, is that Double Dragon Neon, for those who don't know what it is, you should really find a way to play this on a 360 or a PS3. I think it was on PS3 also. But either way, this game is a gem. It is a sort of like wacky re-envisioning of the original Double Dragon game done by Wave. I want to say it was Wave Forward that did the programming for it. Yeah, I think it was Wave Forward. And Jake Vert, or rather Vert, did all the OSTs for it. Now, in addition to like the normal tracks they had for the game, when you beat up and took out certain baddies, they mm-hmm. would occasionally drop a cassette tape. And the, each cassette tape represented one ability that you could equip to have either like a new oh, move or like, like a stack change. So or all the all the abilities and like the little stuff were like were like little little snippets of songs like this. Yes, and oh, they, that's were neat. they were considered mixtapes. Oh, I love it. So when you went to the stat menu to decide which attack you want or a, a tape you wanted to equip, mm-hmm. the tape it would actually put the cassette into like a, a cassette player. And then it would start the track. So <laughs> with the sound you heard at the beginning of this is actually in the original track itself because you're putting in the cassette because it's called a Rage Mixtape. And then it would play this track over and over and over and over <laughs> again until you leave the menu or scroll off of that cassette. And fun fact, before I eventually made it my ringtone, I would pause the game and let this track loop for like 20 minutes, maybe oh, 30 minutes. All right, so hold on, Pernell. I got a question for you here. Uh, I just found something on the f- I found something on the floor. <gasps> what what ability did you just get? <laughs> what's, your, what's your new ability? I don't know. I guess like Rage Burn? Rage Burn. <laughs> I said just use the name of the cassette, so that's kind of like broken. But let's just say <laughs> this is called Anger Scream or something. Anger like. Scream. Got him. I like this is this is truth that this is the fun. This is just confirmation that I'm tired from being at the gym because I'm having terrible time coming up with decent attack names. Um, 
That's all right. We, we can do more. We can do more. Here we go. Oh, there's something on the ground there. Oh, yeah. I just got Urkel dance. <laughs> yeah, I think you'll just get a lot of chuckles. Then again, it worked at the show. He made all those friends by doing the Urkel dance at Rachel's place. So I guess it balances out there. Yeah. Well, as he funny thing, I actually did come up with a wacky like attack on the way here from the gym because oh. one of the exercises was to do a series of roundhouse kicks. Okay, so there it is. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it? Twisterella, basically. Twisterella. The idea, it basically being like a a, con- a constant stream of roundhouse kicks, which I think would be a pretty effective attack coming from a three hundred pound man. Uh, is that lightning legs? Chun Li's lightning legs? No, lightning legs jump, is, jump, is side jump, kicks. Jump, jump. The light, no, the lightning leg is a stream of side oh, kicks. Oh, you mean like left, right, left, right, left. No, right. I'm talking roundhouse kicks. That's like... Whoosh, whoosh. Basically, oh, you're spinning constantly. Yeah. You roundhouse, bring your leg in, hit the ground, spin your leg all the way around, do it again, and you just keep doing it and somehow not fall over face oh, first. Man, we got to get you in the octagon. For now, I can get some, can get some money out of this. Because it, it's funny, <laughs> too, because when I do the roundhouse kicks there, like, mm-hmm. at first I was like, I don't want to hurt myself or damage anything, so I'm just like... Wham, wham. The guy's like, just put some force into it, man. You can do more than this. I know you can. I was like, all right. So I started thinking about something that made me really upset. And then I took a kick. <laughs> I, I'm i pretty sure that that bag went flying. It was like, whoosh, boom. And like it hit, it went up and like hit like a 90 degree angle and then came swinging back down. Yeah, until you start practicing, like you never know what you're capable of, right? Yeah. Like yeah. it's hit this weird point where I do get tired. Mm-hmm. But when I'm like, okay. Now, this is how you put all of your body's weight into your moves. And they taught me how to do that with my punches and my kicks. Mm-hmm. And now, all of a sudden, I throw a punch. The guy's like, oh, crap. <laughs> like, and I'm like, you're just saying because you're being a jerk. He's like, no, I'm actually pretty serious. I didn't expect that. Yeah, you showed up You showed up to the gym today with something on your mind. I can tell. Yeah, and it was like, time to do it. <laughs> um, so it's like, that's probably where the, 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 the speed bagging thing came mm-hmm. from because it was a speed bag challenge. He's like, how many times can you get a speed bag in three minutes? I was like, okay. I've been having this has been a rough day. I'm thinking about too much. So you can hit but it. now I really need to think about it because it's time to get these punches in. I pulled 578 punches in three minutes. Ooh, wow! Which at the yeah. time was the top score that they had of everybody that's been coming for the oh, past for the yeah. whole week. But then someone came in and beat me by getting 791. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. but I'm still second place. Five, no, take it. 500 something is a ton. That's really good. It's like. I tried that thing once, and I'm like, ah. And then the funny thing, if you wanted to put some nerd them into it, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to remember what game it is, but there's like a guy in like a, like a fighting game. Oh, that's what it is. It's in Streets of Rage 2. There's a guy, really big dude with boxing gloves, and one of his attacks is like he does like a combo punches. Yeah. And he goes, Did you do a Oh, in my head. I wasn't doing that out loud because no one would know what the heck I'm talking about. I just look stupid. But in my head, I'm like, and it's like, I'm keeping that rhythm going. It is really weird, but also very fun. Now, imagine all that with Rage playing in the background. that's great. That's great. It'll be just fantastic. All right, so my next track is, I think this is my first Android phone. And I was able to put an SD card into it. And the only micro SD card that I had was the one that I was using on my little Nintendo DS like Hackatron situation. Mm-hmm. And so I had a whole bunch of tracks from NES titles. I stuck it on there and I was able to save a couple of them as ringtones. And this is the dungeon music from Star Tropics. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's pretty good, right? It's funny too, because up until last fall, I would have not known what this was. I think this was I think this was the inaugural rhythm and pixels chat game. Yeah, this is our first game of the month. Yep. So here we go. This is the dungeon theme from 
Star Tropics for the NES, and it's composed by Yoshio Harai. Track. Yeah, no, but it's your singing, which is always really, I always really enjoy. <laughs> this is a good track. Yeah, this is the dungeon theme from Star Tropics for the Nintendo Entertainment System, composed by Yoshio Harai. And yeah, I love this song. Like, I never, I never played this game as a kid. And so, at the time that you were using this track, you hadn't played the game yet. No, I just knew I liked the music, and so I was like, "Hey, <laughs> it is a solid it, tune, though." So I mean, no qualms. I know there. it's catchy. It's kind of. I don't know. It's just really upbeat, so it's a good ringtone. You know, it would start playing, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah." It's really rhythmic. I love like the um the the bass that do 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 do. It sounds so good. Yeah, it's a great tune. It's funny because for I played a lot of games growing up, a ton of them, and suffice to say, there are a number. Even despite that, I just did not get to play sometimes because I just couldn't afford it. Other times because it just went under the radar. Yeah, or, or Tropics, just didn't. Was this game, did this, this not interest you when you were a kid? No, this is more of the money thing. Okay. Because Nintendo Power would feature a lot of games, but we didn't have the money to get the game on every Nintendo Power cover. Right. But, right. so as a result, unfortunately, this was one that just I didn't get, but I would have totally played it if we could afford it. So, over the years, people were talking about how amazing it was and how this was like one of the best, including my friend Anthony who was obsessed. He was a big proponent of, like, talking about how much I should play this game. I just ignored it. And then I didn't get around to playing it again until Rhythm and Pixels chat last year. And I came away very much impressed with it. Mm -hmm. The dungeon exploration was fun. I think I ended up preferring the second dungeon theme to this one, though, because it was like the one was like, okay, time, things are getting real. Yeah, it's definitely more serious. I think that's why I chose this one for my for, for a ringtone, because it's definitely, it's light, it's lighthearted. Yeah, yeah it'd be kind of weird to get like, well, I love how I say weird, even though I could very easily get like a pressure-based mm-hmm. ringtone. Although the, sec- the second half of this, uh, or I guess maybe the third part of the song right here, do, 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 do. it's like it kind of it starts off positive. And it gets a little, gets like a little dangerous. Mm-hmm. And that little bridge right there is like, here we go, we're gonna go on an adventure. And then it gets better again. <laughs> it's so nice. It's it's, a, it's an, an adventurous tune. It's so good. And every time I hear it, I think someone's calling. <laughs> it's, it's, honestly, it's a quality track. It's a great track. And for, from a, also from a great game, complete with water dipping action. It's good. The only thing I don't like about Star Tropics is. Um, like the grid movement, like you don't just move left, right, up and down. Like you press left, and he moves like a whole like, like a square, square over. Yeah, 
So I, I always found that difficult because it was hard to. You see the game, and I'm like, oh, it's going to control like Zelda, like Legend of Zelda, but it doesn't it doesn't do that. Yeah, it makes it harder to time movement to like evade things or to like beat time yeah. challenges. You eventually adapt to it, but it's just it's it's jarring the first time you play it, mm-hmm. especially when you like you're facing left and then you press right. He doesn't immediately move right; he turns right. One thing about this game that I ended up, I feel like I appreciate it when I played it mm-hmm. as I as an adult much, and I even because like I said, I didn't play it until recently. Is that I like when games take a normal person, give them normal items yeah. and equipment, yeah. and put them in an otherworldly situation exactly. and make them utilize it. This guy had a yo-yo. He had a baseball bat. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like that. Yeah, like I, I'm tired of like games like, okay, now you're being transported to a fantasy world. Here's a sword. You should use that. <laughs> like, how about I think weird things are happening here in my hometown. And I have to utilize the things that are within my act, within reach, mm. to do things with them. I'm not going to go down to like the local shop and say, "Give me your best sword." Like so, no one has that. So where does where Earthbound fall into all this? Because like you're Earthbound like the, does wacky stuff. Yeah, but you have psychic powers. Well, yeah, I'll give. But the thing is, psychic powers I can stand by. Like <laughs> that's like the equivalent of like what would modern day magic be? Psychic powers. It'd be like, yeah, okay, yeah. But beyond, but only your only few of your characters had psychic powers. There was one character who had no psychic powers. Actually, I think no, Pooh had weak ones. But uh, yeah, Jeff had no psychic powers, so his weapons were all like tinker inventions, like mm-hmm. bottle rockets and pencil launchers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Which again. I'm not sure if it was like this for you in, as in grade school, but I used to like to try to make wacky weapons in grade school. Like oh. I had like a pencil launcher, and I had oh yeah yeah you take like uh, like rubber bands and like attach them to like like paper clips and like flick them at each other and stuff. Oh no, I had well that too yeah, but <laughs> I actually had um one of those like old shower rods, and I took that and bent it, and then <laughs> took multiple rubber bands and knot them together. And then I actually was able to pull it back, and I could get a pretty decent long thing, <laughs> and I would am- fire those with it. And I had like a, a, a you made board a- with all my bullies on it. And I was like aiming, like, bam! You made a bam! you made a longbow. Yes, <laughs> it was a great, great I like thing. That. I loved it so much. Oh, that's so funny. Nineteen nineties like city style longbow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my brother's like, what oh, is so- wrong with you? I'm like, what do you mean was wrong with me? This like, thing is awesome. We're having fun. <laughs> exactly. No, no, get out of my room. <laughs> yeah. Now let's play William Tell. <laughs> you put this apple on your head, and we'll figure we'll figure this out. I don't want to put it on your head. Um, yeah, I always thought that I would. And I always thought, but like it was when I had an NES as a kid. It was like it was way after it was like had just come out. And so most of the games that I played, I either rented or I had traded with my friends. I guess my friends never had Star Tropics, and when I would go to rent games, I would tend to rent ones that like I couldn't, I didn't never found anywhere else. Like there were oddball games, mm-hmm. which ended up being like those weird foreign ones or like the, the was one of them at least Amagon. Amagon. Amagon was that was my thing. I remember Dizzy. Yeah, I never got the play spin Dizzy Worlds or just yeah, Dizzy. I remember like, a Dizzy. I remember like it was like a, it was like a four in one cart and it had a bunch of really lame like mashing mashing the buttons like sports games and then Dizzy on that and spin Dizzy and I was like wow this is way better than I expected it to I be. I want to say there was one puzzle game on it too whose name is eluding me. It's like quite like Buzznack or something like that. But it was oh definitely- Puznick, yeah. So that reminded me. So the um we're gonna be at too many games in uh. Too many, in, in, in too many weeks. No, I was looking at the, the, the video. <laughs> in too many weeks. Too many weeks. I think it's two weeks. And they had uh, their list of tournaments, game tournaments. And the whole weekend, they're having a Dr. Mario tournament. 
Oh, that would be something and, that Matt Walter would kill it. And I never really got into it. Never really got good at that game. And so today I'm like, I was like reading like strategies on my lunch break. Don't die. There's your strategy. <laughs> I'm like, right, I'm going to get good at this game. I'm going to compete. Dr. Mario is a weird one I because like games. it's by design of how the game is. Mm-hmm. It's not like Tetris where you can just like fill your queue with blocks and then break the blocks. Mm-hmm. It's all about speed play specifically to remove things that are already in the jar. So you don't. Set up. You can set up combos, but it's not the same vein of I'm going to make this garbage stack and then break them. Right. You're more like, okay, I see these viruses. I'm going to make it so that these viruses are destroyed, but then the garbage on top falls on top of the next virus and right. so on and so forth. It- so you don't. So I was reading about scoring in the NES game, and you don't. You you only score. You score additional points for for multiple viruses. Yes. But you don't get any additional for like actually doing like combos and combos and combos of viruses. Yeah. So wait, so are you saying it's better to do virus one at a time, or like two two viruses no, at no, once no, and then no. stop, and then two viruses and then no, stop? Like 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 doing two at once, or doing one and then combo to another one. It's the same points. Oh, in that case, it's, basically, there's no incentive to do combos unless yeah. it's just to get through the level. Unless it's faster. actually just to get just to get through it. Yeah. So, and there's no speed bonus either. Like, it, there's no timing. So, actually, but you do get. Well, the speed comes in versus mode because in versus mode, yeah, the whole thing is about who can finish the level but first. If you start the game at a higher speed, then you get more points based on that. There's like three levels, but so I'm, I don't know. I was like, I could do this, but might no, as well try. Might I as well mean, try. I can, I can practice. Just do like instead, I did as a kid. Just pick level ninety nine every time, and like if I can beat level ninety nine, I don't need to play this game anymore. And eventually, <laughs> I did, and that was all I needed to do. That's how I'm getting high scores in Tetris Effect. Is I start endless mode or uh, marathon mode, like on the highest level. Heart and, mode. Yeah. Uh, hard mode. No, heart mode. Oh, heart mode. Yeah, remember on the Game Boy, you put, if you held, I think it was holding left while you press start. Oh, I don't remember. You start at level zero with a heart next to it, and that was pretty much like 10 or 12 levels higher mm-hmm. than the default zero. Oh, wow. So it was like, just like blitzing it from the very start. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. I know like on the NES Tetris, there's actually a, a limit to how fast you can move the pieces left or right. Mm-hmm. So like once, once you get to a certain level in the game the, the level of speed mm-hmm. like you, there's you can only physically go so fast and so players in order to over to compensate you know holding down left and being able to move it so far is they jam on it like with two fingers as fast as they can left or right oh wow and so if you watch like the highest like like the like the world's tournaments or whatever of like the last two years mm-hmm. their faces look crazy because they are killing themselves hitting the left and right buttons as fast as they can. Yeah, I'll it's stick so with money. I'll stick with magical drop it's three cool. killing myself slapping a thumbstick. Yeah, it's easier with a stick, right? Like with a joystick. But, yeah, yeah, a joystick right. rather than a thumbstick. Right, so we've we've heard yeah, exactly we've heard uh, Star Tropics enough. Let's go on to your next track. All right. So for my last track of normalcy, <laughs> this is actually not a track I've ever used for a ringtone, but it is one of the num- numerous ones that I have considered using for a ringtone. Okay. Just never bothered. To. Like this, is, this is on my short list. Uh, <laughs> it's a, actually you'd be surprised. Like it is a short list only because it's typically tracks that you don't even get to hear a ton of, or mm-hmm. they're not long. I think the perfect ringtones are ones where the loop is very short. Yeah. Preferably right within the 30 seconds. Because we're not letting them ring. In fact, no one's calling me. Like, no one, no, no one's calling me. People don't call anymore. Right? Yeah, everybody like, texts. Yeah, we're texting or we're FaceTiming or whatever. Yeah. And I never like text. I never like doing normal phone calls before all this. So I'm like, look, I'm antisocial. You need to text me and I'll call you specifically with pertinent details. And that's all we need to do. But this track is from an old favorite of mine called Clash at Demon Head. And the track title is Super Shot, composed by Michiharu Hasuya. Mm-hmm. 
Hi, welcome back. You are listening to the map theme from the game Clash at Demon Head. Did I say map theme? Yes. You said the map theme. I I, was so I remember it. I only said map theme. There's no way I can go back and check the tape. No, you can't. No. History denotes that you cannot, you've never had the ability to do that, and we're not going to start today. (laughs) So, you're listening to the map theme from the game Clash of Demon Head, composed by Michiharu Hasuya. Now, Clash of Demon Head, great game with some great tracks, but going back to what I mentioned earlier in the episode, the tracks are also perfect for ringtones because they're all extremely short loops. That sound excellent. Mm-hmm. So this was a very fitting track to have played when my phone rang. Yeah, it's pretty simple. It's it's very quick. I mean, it's this is the shortest track that I think we've ever had on the show. Yeah, I yeah. almost want to do more ringtone episodes in the future just because it's the perfect excuse <laughs> to get short loop tracks on the show in a reasonable fashion. Um, if you've never played Clash of Demon Head, I haven't. I've never, was... I've never played Clash of Demon Head. It's a side side scrolling, side scrolling game. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea is that I don't even remember much of the plot. I just remember there's a guy named Tom Guycott who's a skeleton man. Tom, Tom Guycott, man, good old Tom. And then your main character, I don't even remember what his name is, but it was probably something cool like like Barry, Tom and Barry. That's, that's no. Who in the who told you that Barry's a cool name? Because they lied to you, and no one had to tell me. You just knew. <laughs> you just knew. No, Barry is not a cool name. All right, so Tom is Lance the evil forces. Murray find the evil forces of Barry. Barry. Yeah. Anyway, you're some really cool dude who's fighting Tom Guycott in some dark organization, mm-hmm. and you get access. You have to use the map to travel around the world by selecting locations on it, and then going through side scrolling stages. And all the routes connect to other routes, so mm-hmm. it's, it's an interconnected map. And certain events occur on different areas of the map. You're trying to find all the different generals to beat them up before you can technically take on the head boss of the organization. And this track is what plays when you're trying to choose where in the heck you want to go. And it's awesome because it feels like a secret agent type game. You get a jetpack, you get a scuba suit. Oh, I didn't know that. That's you get, cool. You get high jump boots mm-hmm. and cool guns and gadgets from an old man and his kid who offer them to you by dropping down from the sky by way of a shop icon that floats in the sky. Makes no sense. Don't care. It's fantastic. I like it. I enjoy this game very much along with the music that which is contained within it. For now, this gets added to my list of games that I kind of want to play. Yes, you just get on them. (laughs) Let me guess. What have you played in the last couple days? I, I I played DDR. Didn't even play Gungeon. You stepped back even from that. Yeah, I did. But was there any Tetris attack? No, just no. Just Gungeon. I haven't played, oh, no, 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 no. Just done. Just DDR. Yeah, I haven't been playing anything. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I feel. Like I am disappointed. I'm apologizing. Sonic Mania, please get on it. I know. I know. It's it's like it's a free PlayStation. Thing. But you have to download it before they stop offering. I know. I gotta get that. I gotta get on that. I was gonna do that today, but you know what I did today? DDR. I played DDR. Mercy, man. Mercy. Uh, I have a problem. All right. <laughs> DDR. Pro- you know what we need to do? Make every game play with the DDR pad. That'll get you going. <laughs> um, then I'll probably, maybe, I don't know. You know, they just emulated uh, DDR Extreme on the, on the, on MAME. The 573 um, uh, 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 arcade board. Really? Yeah, so I can actually go back and play all of Extreme. Oh, mercy. And there's actually a version called Extreme Pro that, that was like a special version that never got released. 
with higher, you know, tighter timing windows. The sad reality is I can't even cheat. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I can't even tease you with so much for it because you're in much better shape than I am. So it means clearly your obsession with this game has yielded you very positive results. <laughs> I'm going to be like 80 years old and be like, oh, I'm going to play Dragon Force. <laughs> like, I don't know. This is the most spry old man we've ever seen. <laughs> All right. So my final track is my current ringtone. And yes. It is Green Hill Zone from Sonic the Hedgehog for the Sega Genesis. Jesus crap, Robert. (laughs) Masato Nakamura. He's like, no shame either. No No shame. shame. Because this game is great. This music is great. Let's go. (laughs) Green Hill Zone. Don't laugh at me. Don't laugh at me. Now I'm going to change it. I'm going to change it. No, I'm not gonna change it. Don't change it. It's a good track. I just think it's funny that I was like, that was Sonic. You're like, I got Sonic (laughs) on the phone right now. This track. I love this track it's too. Good. This is the Green Hill Zone from Sonic the Hedgehog for the Sega Genesis, and yeah, like I just I, I love Sonic. Like I grew up with the Sega Genesis, and this is the only game I had for a very long time, and so I played it to death. And Did you get it as one of the? Because uh, there was a period where Sonic had just come out. Mm-hmm. And Sega was pretty much trying to get Sonic into everybody's yep. house. They were a, just giving it away and, with the console. It, yep, and it was packed in. And yeah. it, so it was, no, 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 no. Not packed in. It became a pack-in later. But at one point, it was a mail-in game. That's how I got it. Oh, no, no. This you bought I, the system that came with Altered Beast, mm-hmm. but you sent in the Genesis UPC code to Sega, and they mailed you a copy of oh, Sonic wow. the Hedgehog. No, no. This, 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 we got this one that was the pack-in. Because I remember, because on the cartridge, it said not for resale. Uh-huh. Like 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 it was like the words not for resale were bigger than Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Just stamped over. I'm space. playing my favorite game not for resale. <laughs> it's got a blue hedgehog in it. I don't know why. It's interesting because mm. this is one of those. Ga- it's funny. I feel like Sonic and Mario have a shared trait in that their <laughs> first games were iconic. Mm-hmm. I have fond memories of them, but I would never go back and play either of them. I yeah. would never play Sonic 1 now, and I, I would know. not play Mario Super Mario Bros. 1 now. I think I... I don't know. I, I think the nostalgia for me would go make me go back. But I would definitely go back and play Sonic 1 more than I would play the first Super Mario Brothers. Well, the thing is, but, is like, yeah. they're both good games. Like, for those listening, don't misconstrue as me saying they're bad games. Quite yeah. the contrary. But it's like... What's, what's holding up to your modern standards? Well, it's not even so much modern standards, mm-hmm. because I still play classic games all the time. It's just, there became a point... Where the formula became perfected, and once they nailed it, yeah. gameplay just felt good. I gotcha. Yeah. Like Mario, Super Mario One, Mario's movements felt so stiff 
and uncomfortable that when you started playing Mario games where he was not stiff, mm -hmm. you could actually maneuver with some sense of feeling. Mm -hmm. To go back to old stiff Mario <laughs> just wasn't cutting the yeah, mustard. Yeah, and also like Mar Super Mario Brothers 1 where you can't go backwards. You scroll forward and that's it. Yeah, like yeah. I had no desire to revisit that. Mm -hmm. And then with Sonic the Hedgehog, though they did eventually make a remake that in or incorporated this. In Sonic 1, you didn't have the spin dash. That's and right. Spin yeah. Dash was fantastic for just building momentum instantly. Yeah, I really, I did, I did really love the Spin Dash. Like, I think Sonic Two is my favorite. I think Sonic Three is when they really perfected the game. Yes, like right around Sonic Three and then Sonic and Knuckles. In my mind, like they're the, they came out at the same time or something, similar time. Sonic and you mean Sonic Three and Sonic Knuckles? Yeah, I want to say they were like they six months apart. Yeah, they were really close together because Sonic Three came out that February. Mm -hmm. Sonic Tuesday. No, it was Sonic. It was Sonic Tuesday. But then Sonic Three came out during a blizzard. I remember because my mom <laughs> drove in a blizzard to Caldor to get it for me. I remember Sonic Two came out on Sonic Tuesday. It really was what it was called. It was, it was Sonic called Sonic Tuesday. Oh wow, okay. And I Sonic, think I'm all clever. See, but Sonic Three, I don't think there was a special <laughs> day for it per se, mm -hmm. but it definitely came out in like February, yeah. and it came out during a blizzard. And yeah, Sonic and Knuckles came out. <laughs> yeah, well, that's when the time, that's when Snow's uh, Winter's having his last hurrah, so to speak. It mm -hmm. wants to go out with a bang or Frosty Burst. But, um, and then Sonic and Knuckles came out that holiday season. Because for those in the know, and of course, I think it's funny I say that and I might end up being wrong for all I know, but okay. Sonic 3 and Sonic and Knuckles were developed at the exact same time and they were kind of meant to be one game. Mm -hmm. But I'm not sure if it was because of, cons I mean, like, Megs on you know, storage space on the cart or time constraints or whatever. But as a result, the two games got split up Sonic 3 and then Sonic and Knuckles. Right. And they were released as separate titles, which yeah. is also why the lock on version had you, you could play through both games in like in one shot. It was called Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Yeah, that's right. Um, I mean, that, that does make sense because yeah, Sonic and Knuckles was that thing where you can put a game on top of it. Yeah, the lock on cart. Yeah. So, like I said, for those listening that are more in the know, if I'm wrong about them not originally being meant to be the same game or one long game, let me know. But to my understanding, they were designed to be one game. They just couldn't put them all in the cart or something, which resulted in them splitting them in half and you getting it through the lock on technology. Well, that, that is news to me. I didn't know that. Um, but we can look that up, too, to make sure. But I'm going to turn this track down, and we're going to get into the part of the show that bum, we bum, call. Bum. What? I'm getting a call. I'm getting a call. <laughs> it's it's the bonus round. Bonus round's calling. But of course, like nowadays, I look at my phone. I'm like, I'm getting a call. No, I'm actually getting an email. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right. Or well, I get calls and just constantly silence them at this point in my life. I don't mm. know. I guess I just, I've never, I honestly blame it on the fact that I didn't get a lot of calls in high school or anything like mm. that. Like, you know. I feel like popular kids who got a lot of phone calls back in the day became accustomed to talk on the phone. They were social people. Mm. But I didn't get a lot of phone calls. So when it became time for me to start getting them as an older person, I fell on the talking on the phone to be a hindrance. Why hold the phone in my hand when I can actually move and do things? And why do I need to be have to, have to be consistent with my words, have to be constantly on the ball to respond to what people say? When if I get a text... I can look at it and go, I'll respond later. You think about it. I can think about it. I have time to delete what I'm saying. If I don't want to say it, I can touch it up. Now, admittedly, I think you can vouch for this. I'm okay with keeping up with dialogue. It's not that I can't. And if I say something wacky, I own it. Mm -hmm. It's just what I do. It's just even with that ability, 
still find it a matter of being like, I just don't feel like doing it on the phone, though. Well, so our next topic will be text tones. <laughs> Actually, I don't know how that could be an episode, well, though. I, I, used to have, I, know, I used to just have the, the Sonic collecting the ring sound. That you should do be. the treasure box for this. Actually, you could do both sounds. Yeah, Because you, you said yours was the ring. The ring, yeah. So I think it's funny, too, by the way. I think the ring is actually a default sound on phones now, but they don't call it the ring, but yeah. it's totally the Sonic you know, ring. You know what, though? I heard it. I, I heard it at gas stations, like when they ring up like yes! at gas stations. Do you hear it, too? Yes. Yeah, I'm always, every time it happens, I'm always like, that's Sonic the Hedgehog, but like, I'm not going to tell the guy that. He's like, what are you talking about, man? What are you, some kind of nerd? <laughs> nerd, get him. <laughs> get out of there. Get him. <laughs> Steal his car. Anyway. But like For you, it was the ring, and for me, it was the E's treasure box thing. Uh-huh. That was that was my so you got a text sound. Do 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 do. Mine's just Sega. Right. Oh no. <laughs> so uh, what's what's your what's your bonus track? I'm curious. Well, there may be a track that listeners would expect to hear on this episode, and it never came up. And I wasn't picking it by normal means because the heck with that. But as a remix, I'm okay with it. Okay. So I chose from the game Marvel vs. Capcom 2, the Super Select remix. Awesome. By Wizzy Whippet Wonderful. Okay, let's go Wizzy Whippet. I like that name, though. You know what this track actually is. You'll know when you hear it. Love it. <laughs> so yeah, that's good it was jamming right oh man they, you got that crazy like heavy like fakey guitar sound and for some reason it gave me feelings of seinfeld <laughs> why I don't why know. seinfeld i i can't explain it mm. it's just i got this maybe it's the did it did it did it but not hearing the actual spoken lines it just took me to a place I, where seinfeld I, reigns supreme i want seinfeld to be my assist character where it's like 
What is the deal? What with is combos? the deal? What is the deal? What is the deal? What is the deal? <laughs> That'd be a good fighting game. Oh, I would love TV that. show, TV show main characters. Yeah, I like that. But honestly, <laughs> I love the fact that this track did not actually say the eponymous. I'm gonna take you for a ride. It no. just, but you knew what it was. You knew what the sound Instead, was. Instead, you got that like cheesy like. Cynthia saxophone that just sounded like it was trying <laughs> to sing. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it's so cracks me up. I'm sorry, it loops like a Dickens, but I don't take guilt in it because mm. the original track also like loops, which makes it again fitting for a ringtone episode. Uh, just, yeah, that's true. That's right. Yeah, it's a real short loop. All right, so if my track is again the uh, Final Fantasy fanfare, this one's from Seven. This is the Victory Fanfare remix. Wait, the movie Seven. Uh yes, they. What's in the box? It's cloud. Um, <laughs> Morbid. Now this is the Robot Prince and Tony Lay's remix. the Final Fantasy VII Victory Fanfare Remix by Robot Prince and Tony Lays. That was another fantastic track that loops quickly or yeah. consistently, but it just sounds good to the point where you can just listen to it. Honestly, dang near yeah, indefinitely. Yeah, you listen to it a lot. I, I really like the, the Final Fantasy VII um, Fanfare. I mean, I never really played Seven. I just I really like that song. You've, it, wait, wait. You've never played Seven? No, nah, I watched my brother play through it. You've you've never played seven. Yeah, um, he named his characters weird. You've so. never no, you've never played seven. Oh my god, that's come up so many times on the show. Like, but I'm, I always forget because I'm, like I'm, I'm for, old. I'm waiting for the for the remake. <laughs> now I remember it has come up because I probably said back then, like, just play this one because they're not going to be the same. Uh, yeah, they, it's especially gonna... now that we've seen more footage since like we likely has had this conversation. Yeah, they can't call it a remake anymore if they're, like, they're changing like the fundamentals of like the, oh, the battle system and everything, right? No, that's why you can call it a remake because they're changing it. <laughs> they're remaking the game. But 
Remaster would be where it's like we just touched it up a bit. A remake implies that you can do pretty much whatever you want with it. Uh, it's just you're uh, carrying some of the notes or whatever. But yeah. so I'm most I'm most interested of like of the weight mode. So yeah, so seven is also on my list. My little short stack. Just short, stop playing the, Final Fantasy X for the ninetieth time, uh, and you'll have the time for it. No, I'm at the part now where I can go and do all the hidden stuff, and, and I can dodge lightning that you've bolts. That you done before? Wait, uh, you eagerly want to redo the lightning bolt dodge? And I want to learn how to blitz ball. Crap, I'm man. gonna do it. What are you? What are I'm you? I'm gonna do it, Pernell. What are you doing? <laughs> no, stop it. That's that's horrible. I hated doing those things the first time I did it. You want to know when I did the lightning bolt dodge? You want to know when I finally got around to doing it? When I was watching Elvis for the first time. Yeah, I remember. Because I was like, I got nowhere to go and nothing to do. <laughs> I'll just dodge lightning. And I ended up dodging like 900 bolts because I lost count and I didn't want to do it over again. So I just kept doing it until I finally screwed up. It is not enjoyable. <laughs> do not do that There's again. A- I don't know. I want to get everything. Oh, mercy. Well, I want it all. <laughs> That's I a great song, by the way. Um, so, yeah, for more information on the bonus round part of the show, you can, at rhythmandpixels.com, we'll have links to the SoundClouds and Bandcamps and everywhere where you can go get the music, support the artists, and not have Purnell chastise you for playing video games. No, you, no. well, you, you still could. I mean, that's what friends do for each other. Yeah, if, friends forever. Just send me, just, if you want to get chastised for a game you <laughs> haven't played, just write in and say, Purnell, I've never played this yeah. iconic game. Like and my, I'll make sure to say, what the heck are you doing? Like Play video, X game. Video game dominatrix. It's just, <laughs> I just need you to like yell at me to play games. Play the game! <laughs> Thanks for joining us on Rhythm and Pixels, episode 18-7 of our little show. This is our our episode of Ringtones. Hopefully, we did <laughs> Ringtones a solid justice, yeah, though. Let's the, be real. Definitely a weird subtopic. No, I wasn't weird. If anything, this diff- is so fitting for what people do with VGM to further, you okay, know, yeah, to more so interact just, with. Yeah, this this is how we interact with what we love, right? We like we take it and we put it into places. Yeah, yeah, we make yeah. use of it. We make it a part of ourselves. In this case, it's your ringtone. It's mm-hmm. how people identify you in public. Who's where's per, what? Does, how do you know Pernell? You ever heard Pernell's ringtone? Actually, it's it's like how the my current ringtone is how is what I associate with everyone else trying to call me. Yeah, yeah. So like you, that's how you decide it. And then of course, some people get really into it and they choose specific ringtones for specific people. I don't so, think I'm going to go that far. Matt did. Matt Waldron uses, <laughs> uh, he asked him, we should have went out with that. Oh. Crud. Pause it. <laughs> really? All right, unpause. Okay, and yeah, we're back. Yeah, screwed that up. <laughs> we already picked the track. Otherwise, I would have been like, just do it right now. But uh, I remember, yeah, because that was a Cave Story track. And I remember after hearing that song, I went and got Cave Story, and I played through it. It's a solid game, though. But that was... Matt Waldron's very specific ringtone for me was Balrog's theme mm-hmm. from that game, or as we call him, Lunchbox. Lunchbox. So, and I love that track. And for me, him using that as the ringtone to for my calls, mm-hmm. I ins- well subconsciously associate that track with myself now. Even though I didn't originally intend for that to be the case, but. Honestly, yeah, I'm sure we all have some situations like that where we have specific ringtones for specific friends, or maybe you have a ringtone for when your boss calls so you know specifically that it's your boss without even picking up the phone mm. to check, you know, stuff like that. But um, 
or unidentified numbers. Like an unidentified number. Yeah, most 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 numbers now are, are unidentified. Well, it's true. Like I don't have any tones for certain events on my phone. Like I think I have for text, but the, my only one for email is for work, because that's the only one like I really want to get notified for. Because I have like like you know system alerts and notifications. But honestly, if you're listening to this episode, it'd be really cool to hear you guys tell us what your ringtone themes are. Because yeah, I would like to know. This helps us. One, it's just cool to hear about cool ringtones, and two. It helps us get a little closer to you guys and just learn hmm. what makes our listeners tick, what makes you feel special. Yeah, and you can let us know. Um, the best way to let us know is over email. Rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. But really, the best way to let us know is probably our Facebook, um, either on, on our page, Rhythm and Pixels, or at our, um, our Facebook group, Rhythm and Pixels Chat. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you'd like to know more about our show... If you'd like to see a full track listing of the episode and access to all of our episodes, check out the website. Rhythmandpixels.com. And then if you want to see us on all the other uh, social media platform stuff, it's Rhythm and Pixels, all one word. It's Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. You can go to youtube.com slash Rhythm and Pixels, and there we, um, we're reposting the episodes. And you can also check out our radio station, our YouTube radio station, which plays nothing but 8-bit and 16-bit classics and deep cuts. Deep, deep cuts. It's play. Ouch! Play. Yeah, I plays everything from the NES to the arcade to the to the PC ninety eight and PC eighty eight. So it's got some pretty good stuff. Um, and if you'd like to support the show, um, yeah, you can rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you're listening to it. And you can go to patreoncom pixels and you can support us there. If you support us there, you get access to us doing our show live in in front of the live stream. Uh, <laughs> live stream audience. Yeah, the live stream audience. You can be part of that audience. Um, once a month, usually at the end of every month. And we like to thank all of our Patreon members at the end of every episode. So we like to start with Alex, the messenger, messenger. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Uh, that Nick Walker, he's calling me too. I'm getting a lot of phone calls right now. This one. I don't know how that's possible to get uh, so many phone calls. Uh, there's Steve Miller. Uh, I'm, I'm sending the voicemail. <laughs> uh, the Autistic Gamer. Uh, Cameron Worma. Yeah, he's a nice guy, but I'll, I'll talk to him tomorrow. Um, Christopher Shenstrom. You're going to rot a Steve so fast uh, on this one. Well, this this one's, this one's a group call. This is a conference call between Christopher Shenstrom, Damian Beckles, and Bobby Arson of the <laughs> one of the band One Up Funk. Um, but you know what? I could talk to him tomorrow while I'm at work. Um, Wicked Sephiroth is calling me. But what if they're not all available? Voicemail. Uh, OK Impala. Voicemail. Oh, Kung Fu Carlito from the Heroes 3 podcast. He's texting me. Um, I'm going to give him a quick text. I'm going to go like, hey, what's up? Smiley. Okay. Um, Henrik Anderson from the Camouflage Commodore 64 podcast. But, like, he's sending me texts and I don't understand. I, I forget. Is it Swedish? Sorry, dude. Um, Michael Bridgewater from the Forever Sound Version Terrible. podcast. He's calling me. I mean, we haven't talked in a while. We should, we should, we should probably talk in voicemail. Which reminds me, I got to. This weekend, voicemail. I'm not going to forget. I owe that man a mixed CD. Yeah. And by gum, it's going out this weekend. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Well, by the weekend. Well, I've at least picked all the tracks for by the end of this weekend. Oh, and Michael, your last uh, mix, like on uh, Mixcloud, which I, I forget is like a thing. Really good. Really like your uh, really like your picks, like your like your selection. So selection. So if you're ever DJing somewhere that we're nearby, I really well, I would really enjoy myself. Um, oh, getting a call from Brian Pitt. Oh, he's going to voicemail. Uh, Morton Gangso, Chris Murray, Jupiter Jazz. You're right. I ran out of steam. Soulless Sanctuary, Mix Six Master, John Jekyll. Joe Vasallo, 
Chris Steenerson and David Smith. You're all going straight to voicemail. I gotta admit though, you got you got further than I expected you to. Well, <laughs> at the same time, you did kind of just fall back on. Hey, it was on voicemail, which is kind of how phones actually work. So yeah. I guess it makes sense. But that's all right. You can you can give me a call. My number is five 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 one two one three one two one two one two three fake street. I used to put that in. I'll tell you about that later. Um, but no, thank you for, for listening to the show. Um, we got a really goofy show next week with a great topic I'm looking forward to. Um, so look out for that. But until then, thanks for listening to the show, Rhythm and Pixels. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. See you next week. And remember, I'm actually surprisingly devoid of a thought. So I'm just going to swing with this one and see how it ticks. Okay. Fitness is a big deal. <laughs> Worthy of your attention, albeit the results that would come from fitness aren't necessarily instantaneous. And honestly, you might never even friggin' see them. But it is worth noting that you should still look into ways to get in shape, even while you're not wild, but find an opportunity to try to do something to keep mobile and be in shape. It doesn't have to be something crazy like doing mean bench presses or getting my getting those reps in or whatever. But Something simple. Go for a walk or something. I don't know. I started doing a thing where if I'm playing, I play games on hard difficulty. When I die, I do some sit ups, like five sit ups. And I'm terrible at sit ups. But hey, guts got to go somewhere somehow. So hey, there you go. But just whatever you do, get active, be a little mobile, make a set. Because at the same time, think of it like this if, if a dog started chasing you down the street, don't you want to be able to outrun it? Or at least get to a fence to close the door behind yourself? Or I don't know. If a, the sky started falling. Don't you want to be able to run and dive under a car? <laughs> I would. And to be perfectly honest, there's a large part of why I even try. So, yeah, I'm being long-winded here, but come up with a really outlandish reason to get in shape and then just get some exercise in. Yeah, everyone needs a little motivation. Yeah.